Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 637. For comics originally coming out May the 11th and May the 12th. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew... We've been digging through the previews a bit to start off a lot of our episodes, kind of looking into what we plan on ordering here in the near future, doing a little bit of looking to two months away. Uh, which say we jump into DC and see what they got for our future. Yeah, we did uh, Image last week. Let's, let's hit the old May DC Connect, which is listing comics that are on sale in July. So they, they're starting us off with a Kyle and Drew special. Okay. Tom Taylor. Yeah. Superman story of Kal-El. But who is that though? Who's Tom Taylor? Who is that? Who is that on the cover there? Yeah. Okay. There. Here, here's where we get our first curveball. So we love Jonathan Kent. We love our young Jonathan. Well, we liked young Jonathan. We liked I Super did. Sons. Yep. Yes. Yes. You know that Super Sons Ten continues to be one of my favorite covers of all time. Blah blah blah. So we have a who's responsible for aging this dude up to to Bendis, friggin' Bendis. So we got friggin' Bendis that made Jonathan Kent, you know, nineteen or whatever. Well, yes, in some places, <laughs> not everywhere. Oh crap. I didn't pay but, enough attention. All right, but I guess in continuity, he's aged up. Mm-hmm. So every time you see him as a super son, that's a different continuity and not the real continuity, quote-unquote. But who can tell any more and who really cares? Boy, I hate that. Yeah, it's dumb. It's really dumb. Yeah. But, you know, have fun with this story. It. I, I, I don't want to take it on Tom Taylor. He's been good to me mm. over the years. But He's a good dude. The, our favorite version of Tom Taylor <laughs> is things like the Injustice World, where you take him out of continuity and just say, hey, play with the toys how you want to. Right, so this will be with strict edit- editorial control. Exactly, and that's the le- that's the least Tom Taylor I enjoy, necessarily. I'm guessing, yeah, we won't like that as much. Now, he's still... Continue to do great things, and like Nightwing is is strict continuity, and he's doing great with that. So that's true, and and he did good with all new Wolverine. Uh huh, hundred percent. Even though they might as well have just thrown that continuity out. So <laughs> that, yeah, they did. They did trash part of that. Didn't yeah, they? exactly. Oh gosh. So yeah, I mean, the, uh, it's great they continue to give Tom Taylor good new things to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what this means for some of the other things he was doing. You know, it says he's still on Nightwing, and it talks about him still doing some deceased. So, <laughs> well, I, th- I I think it just says he did deceased. That's true. Because deceased is over, unless unless there's more. In oh, the they're going to come there. back to that well. I'm sure it's it was too successful. But they did. They, I mean, there's so much closure there. I don't I don't know how you reopen it. But you know, I guess I'm sure they'll you... be deceased to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, they'll figure they'll figure out a way to wedge yourself back in there. Yeah, you better keep doing Nightwing though. Um. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of questions. Do we have you know twenty year old D bag Damien in this or so? Who knows? I don't think I don't think we've aged up Damien. I, I think, think he's so still either. fourteen. I know, so they can't really hang out because it's just weird. That is weird, and he's in his his own series, and I don't I don't think he's aged up. I don't think so either. Yeah, he's in like this tournament over there and terminate to the death. I don't know if you read that first issue of Robin, but it was uh, I didn't get pretty to it yet. pretty good. Excellent. But 
something else to try. Superman's a tough sell for me. Aged up Jonathan Kent, tough sell for me. Tom Taylor, not a tough sell for me. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I have to, uh, I have to read it, but yep. I'm, I'm not gonna like it. I'm not gonna like the fact that I have to read it because I want, I want to read more Tom Taylor. Because um, otherwise, I would. Anybody else, I'd probably pass on this book. Yeah. I like the Inkyuckly variant where they're back down to kids again. Where's that? Uh, to the left of the... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. There it was. See, he probably didn't even know. Yeah, exactly. Like, he probably didn't even know. Do a cover for Hey, it's Jonathan, Jonathan Kent, Kent Damien. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I love those guys. He's 12. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't even know either. Oops. <laughs> All right. So there's one thing. And we're it's, still on the Superman train with Superman and the Authority next. Yeah. Um, Grant Morrison. Is that the Midnighter? He does some... Uh, uh, Authority was a well-received... Grant Morrison work. Um, I've had. I did not enjoy Green Lantern much. No. Um, so uh, I'll probably wait this out and let somebody tell me how great it is, and probably won't dive in on this one. Forty pages, four issue series. Uh, yeah, four issue series, five bucks a pop. I just got a feeling it'll be out there a little bit. Maybe yeah. a little hard to f- comprehend for me. So I'll probably wait. I'll probably just wait. Tell me I'm wrong, someone. When you're loving it, each and every issue, and I'll dive in. And oh, what else we got? Uh, we still got Philip Kennedy Johnson working on his run on action, and they're doing the Midnighter backups. I guess that fits. I don't know. Some of the sometimes the backups don't really make sense mm-hmm. and don't jive with the main title, but I still think it's okay. You know. If you're not going to get these secondary characters, they're not going to get their own books anymore. That's the only way you're going to see them. Yeah. Why not? Then we get a, a milestone return with Static Season 1, a new issue. Uh, Vita Ayala uh, doing the writing and layouts by Crisscross. Jump, jump. And, uh, finishes by Nicholas Draper Ivy. That is the weirdest way I've ever seen somebody say art. Yeah. Layouts and finishes, man. Uh, Vita Ayala, is that who did that image book that I liked so much about the uh, Bodyguard app? trying to think what that was called. I've forgotten it now. But I I think that's the same writer. To Google that at some point. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, static. I'm gonna check this out. Hope it's good. Hope they hope they say, hey, you, you guys may not have read this first incarnation of this, so we're gonna make it accessible and kind of re- let you understand wh- wh- who the, who this person is and what this world is. Because then we go into uh, an icon and rocket season one. Oh jeez. Um, so we got more characters from Milestone. Uh, none of these I remember because they were 30, 40 years ago. Vita Ayala is from The Wilds on Black Mask. Okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. But I did like The Wilds. Yeah, that's where I know her from. Now i got to find out who I was talking about. And then after that, uh, Icon and Rocket Season 1, which is what we're calling it now, I guess. Instead of Volume... Right. As I was going to say, we're going to see. I don't like that. Yeah. We're going to move into DC's new line, 
DC Horror. Um, and their first book is The Conjuring, uh, The Lover. So this would be what Hill House was last year. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so good, so well received. We thought we'd, we, we're not going to pay uh, Joe Hill to do it again because we don't want <laughs> to have to pay anybody. We're so just we're gonna just going to ape his thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take that idea and call it DC Horror. Not have a good steward like Joe Hill. We'll just we'll just muck it up with our own ideas and just throw some people on it, and we'll see. We'll see how good it is. Yeah. I like the VHS cassette. Um, oh, sorry, that for number two. Yes, very nice. And it has a f- so it's, it it has a four ninety nine price tag on it. Is that because it's a... So it's got a main story. It's got a two-page ad art. It's got a backup story. So the... So the cardstock is the... So this is the cardstock variant. That's four ninety nine. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, uh, now we're going to do a Suicide Squad... Get Joker number one by Brian Azzarella. Uh, with Alex Maleev on art. Hmm. Doing it in prestige format. Well, black label. Yeah, though. it's black label. Hmm. Maybe that's that's kind of tempting. Yeah. So this would be like, is this the same damn team? Was was Maleev on damned with Azarella? Batman I mean, damned. Could not tell you. But yeah, I'll, I'll yeah read I don't that. think Maleev was the artist for Batman damned. Yeah, but it was Azarella, right? Azarella, yeah. We got a Christmas special in July for Batman Catwoman special number one. Um, wh- why? We haven't finished. We haven't finished the regular s- series. No, it's a six dollar one shot. Is it because it's John Paul Leon and he Le- John Paul Leon and he just died? Ah, oh, it's possible. They had this ready to go. He passed away. Let's get this out and not wait till Christmas. I don't know. That makes sense. There's your Sienkiewicz cover on it, though. But I think he just died, and I think DC Connect's been out for a while. That's what I was trying Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, then we have Batman Secret Files Huntress, number one. What kind of cover is that? I don't know, but I immediately was hoping it was Black Label, but it's not. The Huntress? Yeah. It's just a one-shot. Good looking cover by Irvin Rodriguez. Okay. So, I, 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 as, as we consume these pages, I'm trying to get a sense of what the strategy is. Yeah. What is DC's strategy? Because this is all kind of different, new way of doing business comic-wise, right? Yes. So we're doing one-shots, not doing a lot of... Secondary characters getting their own series. We're doing these backup stories. We're doing these sublines now with Black Label and now DC Horror. And our big thing with Huntress is we are debuting a new power for Huntress. So that's mm. supposed to. Uh, does that make it. Does anybody care in the collectability world about a new power? First appearance of invisibility? No. I, I wouldn't care. think so, yeah. No. Um, David Latham doing art though. I wish we had interiors because I bet it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I do like that. 
um, it's a saddle stitched. Okay, I gotcha. So I mean, not square bound, I guess. Um, um, oh yeah, I'm gonna read that. You got me. Damn it! Damn it! Uh, well, that was easier than I thought. Yeah, Batman Secret Files: The Signal, number one. And who is Signal? The Signal is is he was he Duke? Yeah, is I that, think that's Duke. Yeah, okay. I had forgotten about him. Yeah. Well, I remember grabbing Duke's first appearances and stuff just because. Yeah, he's we gonna beat somebody. We were excited about it, and then they, he got put on the shelf. Yeah. And yeah, then I forgot about the signal. So okay, here's the signal. Tony hey. Patrick doing the writing, art by Kristen Dolce, Duce, Deuce. I don't know. And uh, it's four ninety nine straight up, five ninety nine for the card variant, card variant, card variant card store. All right, you just oh, wow. How's the one in twenty five? Oh, I guess it's only five ninety nine if you bought twenty five. All right, you just we just had a conversation about you know secondary characters and not getting a series and blah blah blah, and then I can think of no more tertiary characters than blue and gold. But yeah, booster gold, booster and gold, and blue, blue beetle. beetle, and and you know what? I hate to beat another dead horse, but the DC round robin, right? <laughs> Remember the DC round robin that we were voting on? Yeah, and it was. No, wait a minute. Wasn't there a? It was a blue beetle, right? There's a Correct. blue beetle that's still in the running. Correct. So, th- this is a, but this is a, <laughs> this is a blue beetle. Correct. I I don't understand. I don't understand. Help me. Help me understand. Let me go to the. Let me go to the um, gr- to the round robin real quick and see where we are voting wise because we got to be getting close to the end. Yeah. Or at least the finals. Now they're giving us they're giving us some pages you can look at. Let's see. So uh, we have Green Lanterns now beating Robins, fifty two to forty seven, and Blue Beetle smashing Suicide Squad sixty five to thirty five, um, with four days of voting left. Four days still, really. If I recall, Twitter votes. Instagram votes and then that DC Universe at people vote. Mm-hmm. And last time, uh, Zatanna had a healthy lead in Twitter voting. Like it was like 70 30. So I thought that was just rolling to a victory over Green Lantern. And then, and then they all these DC Universe votes came in for Green Lantern and put it over the top. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so that was a bummer. We have Blue Beetle, Suicide Squad, Robins, and Green Lanterns. And in this stinking <laughs> DC Connect that we're looking at right now, we have all those books. We have all those, exactly. All those books exist. Yeah. We also have a fashion. March Madness tournament about to be taking place in June, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I mean, I. it was nice of them to give us quote-unquote a say in this but i mean this has not worked out the way it should have no yeah okay so anyway we're give. is this a one of eight mm, blue beetle yeah. and booster gold yeah that's why i said an eight issue series eight issue series 
Yeah. Okay. And then if he wins it all, Blue Beetle will get a six-issue series for winning the whole thing? Yes. He's already got an... I see. Explain this to me, somebody. Somebody explain this to me. Okay. I was going to move on. Who's doing this? Oh, Dan Jurgens. Yeah. That'll be good. That'll be good. Ryan Suck doing the art. Yeah, that'll probably be good. But again, if, 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 we've, if we've already greenlit this, why are we yeah, no, pushing another one? Doesn't make sense. Okay, then we go to Justice League Infinity number one. Oh, our boy J.M. De Mateus. Dematis. I think it's Dematis. Um, and James Tucker doing the writing with art by Ethan Beavers. The old Ethan Beavers. It's kind of different. Justice League Infinity. Yeah. From Justice League Unlimited producer James Tucker and series writer J.M. Dematis. Although it's based on a cartoon, an animated yeah. series? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, then we're going to slide down to Shazam. Did the did the Jeff Johns Shazam ever end? So we got rid of Shazam, and now we're immediately doing a four issue series. A four issue. Uh, this is spinning out of Teen Titans Academy. Which did we even get the second issue of that yet? Was that this week? That was yeah. We might have got the second issue of that this week. <sighs> hmm. Tim Sheridan doing the writing, art by Clayton Henry. Then we got your Batman Fortnite zero point hardcover for twenty five bucks. Does include all seven Fortnite codes. We would have to. Yep. Explain to me now. Okay, so you can get all the codes individually. Yes. In the six issue series. Yes. And then if you have all six of those codes from the individual issues, yes. that combines into a uh, transformer. Voltron code that gives you Batman or somebody, something like that. Yes. And, and, or you can go to DC unlimited, read them all digitally Correct. and get, and get them. But that would be at the cost of at least, I believe two months of service. Cause I don't think you can get them all in one month, but I don't know. Yeah. Or you can buy this hardcover that might also be a trade next month, but uh, this won't be out until September. This will be out. Yes. And by then, all your boys will have already fortnighted, fort, fortnoted at the, the, the codes at that Correct. point. And by you then, the skin will be, I don't know. And so. you would have been pwned? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> gotcha. You would have then been pwned because your, your codes are basic. old and, and you're basic. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so you better get them now. Get them now. Yeah, so the best way to do would have been to pre-order them through Cowabunga. <laughs> you should have done that. You should have done that. Uh, we get that Joker Harley Criminal and Criminal Sanity hardcover that was uh, collected. The uh, Miko Suiman Suiyan art was fantastic in that book. I didn't really read it that closely. I skimmed it, but the art was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, we got a, a Beast Boy and Raven OGN. Looks a little all-agey there, but it's mm -hmm. cool. Good that's for them. currently based on a series that's already going. All right. The Search for Answers continues in this series. It's third volume. Jessica Cruz gets an unearthed OGN. Sure. Moving on. Yeah. And then we have Wonderful Women of the World. By our good friend Varios. Yeah, so an anthology with a Nicola Scott cover. 
there's there's so there's a whole piece of DC that's just not for you and me, Kyle. Correct. And, and that's okay, right? We're okay with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We 100%. want we want there to be a new generation of comic people that don't necessarily have our same tastes. They at some no, point No, they should have our same taste. So in 40 years there'll be a podcast and there'll be some old crotchety people that are like I miss the days of the wonderful world of women and unearth the Jessica Cruz story. We need to get back to that because there'll be another new thing. Let sure. somebody else, yeah, somebody else will be the old crotchety guys. This is true. There's always more crotchety. Yes. American Vampire 76 that finishes up with issue 10. Yep, series finale. Yeah. And then we get into uh, a Batman, standalone, regular Batman, 110, uh, featuring a Ghostmaker backup, which have been unreadable, I think. Peacekeeper 01 rages on. Uh, Batman Superman issue 20, does it have a backup? It does not. So that's just a three ninety nine book then, right? Mm-hmm. Without a, without a backup, it's just three ninety nine. Okay. And then we have... Garth Ennis doing Batman Reptilian. For number two, so we had number one last month. I must have missed that. Yeah. I probably commented on it. I'm sure I did. You had some wonderful things to say. Yeah, I did. I love Garth Ennis. Yep. Six issue series. Batman Detective still happening. Urban Legend still going on. Catwoman 33. We ever figure out why Ram V is doing this book instead of Joel? Nope. Oh, because we moved her to. What did we move her to? She's doing one of those other yeah. infinite books. Super Sun still chugging along. I think this is this is collecting the uh, the digital first, right? That I don't know. Checkmate. Well, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev doing Checkmate as well. Crime Syndicate's only a five-issue miniseries, so it's penultimates there. Crush and Lobo, issue two. Oh, did... What, <laughs> go back to the Brown Robin. What was the Lobo... What was the Lobo series that was going on in the Round Robin? Do you remember? They Earth was it crushing Lobo? Hire him to to you know protect Earth or whatever. Mercenary. Okay. Okay. Detective reaches uh, ten thirty nine issue ten thirty nine. The epic conclusion of Mariko Tamaki's first detective arc. Look at that! Look at that Lee Bermejo cover. Man, look at that Dan Mora still doing Future State. Hey, we're getting a second issue of Front- Infinite Frontier. And the third issue, Justice League 64. And we're bringing Ram, Ram V in to uh, work with Brian Michael Den- Bendis for some reason. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we transitioning Bendis off of this? Did we? Do we know that? Don't know. Finally get to a Nightwing. Mystery of Melinda Zuko. You're not like loving it. those covers, though, are you? No, nothing too great. That variant's not too horrible. That Jamal Campbell. I don't mind that. Redondo must be saving his his great art for the um, second printings. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls out the stops for those. Uh, Rorschach, issue 10. It's a 12 issue, right? Or is it just a 10? Can't tell. I've forgotten. Anything else pop out at you there, Kyle? Nothing else. We kept saying we thought they were going to pare down a little bit, but they do not appear to be doing that. No, it's just a, it's just a different type of thing. You know, Titans Academy with some continued good Red X covers. Yeah, we're f- the final issue of Batman Second Son. 
Joker 5. It's got to be close to the end, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. We still have Punchline cover, so that's cool. Yeah, some great covers for that. Yeah, some old, like that old school cover I like, too. Yeah, so we here's have the 1 in 25 is back to Bane's daughter on cover again, but the heat is off that one. So The Nice House on the Lake, I'd forgotten. That's that's actually a black label book. It's a horror book. Mm-hmm. Not in DC horror. Oh, it's a black label book. Okay. So explain explain that strategy, Kyle. Why? Why? Why why do we launch a DC horror line and but still print horror books under under black label? Why? These are great questions. I don't, I don't understand. Am I overthinking this? It's just comics, right? It's just let this Correct. go. Just let this go. Funny book turn page. Uh, Wonder Girl is where Joelle Jones is. Ah. She's doing the writing and art on that. All right, that's all we got from me for DC Connect. A few interesting things in there. Some decisions to be made. Uh, mostly things that I, uh, at the end of the day, was like, maybe I'll try. That was about the most you were getting out of me. Uh, yeah, and I think I'm kind of there with you, you know. I'm, some stuff that I will definitely try, and of course I'll continue to read the stuff I have been reading. But some head scratchers too. Like, I'm not really sure why they're greenlining certain things and why they do what they do and what their plan is long term. But I'll be around. I'll be around to poke my head in from time to time and find out. <laughs> is there? If you go down to um, last couple of pages, sit. Is um, the death metal stuff shipping with a vinyl? Probably. Or is that just a... Or is that just, like, look like it's a record? It's got the hole in it and everything. It looks like a Rise Against song. Yeah, Fluxy single. Look at that. And then... Grey Days, Flexi single. And then... Denzel Curry with Flexi single. Huh! So, bringing in the vinyl crowd, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Do you think that'll be sought after? Uh, limited to 2,000 units for comic shops, allocations may occur. Yeah, there's no, yeah. There's no price on this stuff. Or 3,000 for the... Uh, so we have no idea how much they cost yet until I yeah. get, get my order for them. But what, if, let's, say they're, let's say they're under 10 bucks. Under five, let's say they're four ninety nine. Oh heck yeah! Getting them all, getting all of them. Uh, if they're nine ninety nine, sure. no, mm, no, seven ninety nine, no. So so what's your so your limit is four ninety nine? I'd go six bucks. So you go five ninety nine. I know, I know they're going to be expensive, more expensive than that. But I'm not. I mean, based on the fact that they're they're limited to two thousand and whatever. These are reprints 000. of existing death metal, right? Correct. Or is this just a special edition of a new death metal book that, I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> we're not sh- We're not sure. But, you know, one per comic shop, basically, is what their allocation is. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, how, how do you guarantee yourself one? Order early? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Order early, 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 often, maybe. I don't know. All right, that's enough DC. Want to do um, uh, the cover price top ten? Starting at ten is something is killing children. 
Killing the Children, the local comic shop day 2020 foil version, uh, is now up to $193 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, number nine, Amazing Spider-Man 365. This is uh, Spidey 2099's first appearance. And this is uh, selling raw for $40. Easy dollar bin pickups. Not that yeah. long. Yeah. Um, rank A, we have Green Lantern number 59 from 1968. Um, because Deadline is reporting that Finn Wittrock is to headline Green Lantern HBO Max series as Guy Gardner. So this would be the first guy's first appearance, way back in Green Lantern Fifty Nine, which is already it's, it's a high. twelve center, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was an expensive book. Um, Seventeen copies moved, and a CGC seven point sold for nine hundred dollars. There should be some of those out there, and maybe some higher grades. Mm-hmm. Um, at rank seven, we have Captain America Twenty Five. Uh, this is now a four. Phase four staple because Sam is now Captain America and sold 76 copies. And for a 9.8, you can get 630 bucks. Jeez. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, Paper Girls number one. We've got uh, casting for the Paper Girls in this Amazon series uh, for Paper Girls. And so 60 copies moved, which is great. And if you sent your paper girls away for to get a cgc 98 you got 250 bucks in your hand and we've all got 10 copies of this thing sitting around so i'm sure we got a 98 including some signed ones oh you have some signed ones oh yeah i i I found a deal for like some a super cheap one with like everybody's signature on it bkv and cliff chang yeah you haven't got me anything for my birthday yet it's true i think that would be perfect it's true I'll send that my way. <laughs> Let's see. We have um, a rank five. Marvel Comics presents seventy two from nineteen ninety one. Uh, we're hearing rumors of a Wolverine series that didn't Disney Plus. That's it. <laughs> Just rumors. There might be a, Dis- a Wolverine. Do you have any rumors you'd like to share, Kyle? Yeah, I was say, we no could kidding. spike spike something you have a lot of. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got. Uh, Eight hundred and fifty dollars for a CGC nine eight of this book from ninety one. Uh, ba- Batman Fortnite zero point number one is still doing well. Forty five. Never heard of it. Tell me all about copy. it. <laughs> uh, Sweet Tooth number one comes in at rank three. Did you watch that trailer? I did not. Well, for crying out loud. Well, I know. I did finish Invincible though. Did you finish Invincible? I did not. Did you finish Falcon and Winter Soldier? I did not. Soldier, well, then shut up. <laughs> uh, and so CGC 9.8 uh, for Sweet Tooth number one is fetching uh, $545. Uh, Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number three from 1984. I got like 20 of these. <laughs> this issue features the first appearance of Titania and Volcana. There's recent rumors that they might full show up as a villain in the Disney plus She-Hulk series. So this moves 64 copies with a high sale of $385 for a CGC 9.8. Mine is not a 9.8. Yeah. And number one, we have Black Widow number six. 
This is the first appearance of Lucy Nguyen as Marigold, who becomes Natasha's protege. Since we live in a world where first appearances are gold, this sold 82 copies and had a high sale of 26 bucks for a raw copy. Um, so I stopped reading this book, so I didn't even, I didn't even know this. I missed out. There you go. At rank 11, we have Silk number 2, the Rose Besh 1 in 25. I waffled on whether to get this a million times. Um, I, I, was, I was looking at it for not for a flipping purposes, just for my own Silk collection, and I couldn't pull the trigger. Um, but, man, it's a good-looking cover. Uh, moved a ton. Hit high sales of $200 for Raw. Now it's down to about 100 bucks. The eighth printing of Something is Killing the Children. Uh, boy, Something is Killing the Children is freaking hot. It's a good-looking cover for an eighth print. $150 for a CTC 9.8. Ridiculous. Yeah, Berserker number one gets third print foil. So as those continue to go out, a CGC 9.8 pre-sale, I'm going for 450 bucks. The heck, Captain America, Steve Rogers, number one, the second print from 2016, um, $40 for Raw on that. We talked several times about Cold Dead War from Heavy Metal from uh, George Romero's son, George C. Romero, and it's back up. This one spiked and was a popular book. And then lulled, and now it's biked again, so that's pretty cool. 15 bucks for a raw copy on that. Spider-Man 2099 at rank 16 from 1992. Um, CGC 9.8 for $195, which is a 20, $125 more than it was last year. Rank 17, we still have more Fortnite zero point number ones. The Kenneth Roquefort cover um, on that one. Sales have slowed significantly this week. A high sale of 30 for a raw. Black Widow 6 we talked about earlier. There's a 1 in 10 for it. So, of course, that one's going for good money. The 1 in 10, uh, 30 bucks for raw. New Avengers 40 at rank 19 from 20, er, 2008. We know the Scroll Queen, Varanki. Will be appearing in the MCU, playing a large part in Secret Invasion. Will this be the role Amelia Clark might be playing? Cause it to move twenty-one copies in a high sale of eight ninety dollars for a raw. And back on the Black Widow number six, we have the Carlos uh, Pacheco Heroes Reborn variant, sixteen dollars for raw on that variant cover. And now let's head on over to uh, FOC. And see what our deep discount buddies have to say. Yeah, FOC is our final order cutoff, which we get a chance to add a few things to our order. Uh, maybe see some final art. Um, it's a really helpful tool that if you missed something, you know, a month and a half ago when you did your previews, uh, you can still get it in your order and not chase it on the secondary market. So let's see what we got here. Of course, your DC stuff is due to your comic shop by Sunday and your other books by Monday. Uh, we do all ours through Deep Discount and Cowabunga Comics, and they send us this awesome sheet every Friday evening that we get to peruse and see what we want to add. Things like Batman Fortnite Zero Point Number Four, the second print, because every single one of those is flipping to a second print already. The one shots of DC Pride Number One. Oh, did you not uh, see Eric's email from Deep Discount? 
I did. I didn't circle back to it because I didn't have it when we started, and I didn't. I'll shoot him real quick. I'll run, run him over him really quick. Uh, Go for it. They have uh, Crush and Lobo number one. Uh-huh. Uh, DC Horror, The Conjuring Lover number one. Uh, Firepower, the McFarlane cover for Firepower 12. Um, Star Wars War Bounty Hunters number one. Um, the Venom number 35, 200th issue, uh, Gleason variant. Another one of those darn outline covers. I'm sick of them. Yeah. And then Berserker number three, the grandpa. And then uh, most notably I wanted to highlight is uh, Cowabunga Comics exclusive variants for Something is Killing the Children and uh, Shadow Man number two. So something they're doing um, Something is Killing the Children exclusive cover. Yeah, number sixteen, David Sanchez cover. Yeah, and it's um, it's really, really amazing. Yeah, scary and well done, and I think it's going to blow up. It's like a chalk art style. Yeah. And then we have uh, the Shadow Man number two, Jenny Frizen. Uh, I don't know if we've touched on that yet, but we huh, have... I saw the the number one. I did not see this number two. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we Jenny have art Frizen for brand. that. And it's a bundle as well. You can get uh, the ver- the regular version and the sketch. So um, look for those in your email if you're on the email list. And get on the email list. And you can do that through our show notes to yeah, check I mean, out some check of these. Sh- what is it? Shop.cowabunga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we remember when Cowabunga was just, just a little little guy. Just a fledgling agency. Now look at them. For the exclusive Jenny Frizen covers. And now they're... Major player in the variant market. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, where did you leave off, Kyle? Uh, Crush and Lobo number one. Gotcha. They jumped into the Teams variant. Um, I do like that cover, most of them. Dan, hip teen variant cover. And I, you know, I think, I think we've got to pay attention to Nice House on the Lake. Um, yeah. With, with, with Something is Killing the Children doing so much... Uh, I think you've got to buy one of these, just in case. Yep. Uh, he he strikes gold again, um, and and maybe multiple. I don't know that you need to go with the card stock, but if you want, maybe. We're not stopping you. Yeah. Anything else in DC that ugh, jumps out at you? Not really. Most of the stuff we talked about in previews, it's just the uh, <laughs> the issue from a couple prior. Yeah. So down to Dark Horse, we've got uh, the final issue for Dead Dog's Bite, which I've really enjoyed. Tyler Boss. Um, Worst Dudes, I do not remember during pre-order cycle. Do you remember that one, Kyle? What was it? Worst Dudes uh, from Dark Horse. It's Uh -uh. it's number one from Aubrey Sitterson. And Tony Gregori. Oh, yeah, I hated the cover, so I didn't do anything. Yeah, the cover's not great. Um... But it, it's a book so dirty it'll turn your other comics yellow. So that's that's pretty dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, that kind of stuff sometimes sells and gets sought after. As we get down into Image, there's all the uh, Firepower covers. 
you know, with with both both uh, McFarlane and Larson doing a cover, those are going to be sought after. Mm-hmm. The Quietly's going to yeah, there's a lot of great covers for this, and um, it's a it's an oversized issue. It's, they're making a big deal out of it, so you should pay attention. Um, something's going to be going on here, and. Uh, yeah. Kirkman isn't one to necessarily cash grab you for no reason. He yeah, there's got to be a reason for all this. Um, though, which which issue do you grab? I'd say you grab the Liefeld, because Liefeld is drawing a character without a single pocket on him. Or a pouch. <laughs> because it's rare? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... A, it's a pouchless Liefeld cover. <laughs> yeah, Liefeld's another, you know, another founder doing doing one of these covers, so... That's what they, that, that would be cool if they had like Wills Portacio and all the all the original founders do covers for this stuff. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, they got most of them. They got was that Jim Lee on that one? Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's Mindy Lee. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he crosses over much to the image anymore. But those are kind of cool. I want to. I don't know which one. I'm I'm usually partial to Quietly, but that's, there's a lot of other tempting ones on this one. And there's a reason there's so many covers. I just don't know what it is. I'm not that. F- I'm not that. I think I'm only on eight. I think I've only read through eight. So I don't know what's happening. Nocturna number two getting a third print. Nocturna number three getting a second print. And Nocturna number four available with a Jenny Frizen B cover. Our f- my four Walking Dead's ver- variants there. My march to. Uh, <laughs> 19 in my where my decision point lies mm-hmm, after that absolutely. what am I going to do stay tuned we slide down then to Marvel we're getting a, an Iron Man annual that's cool annual season annual season has arrived Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one I want that friggin action figure variant is that um different than the one you already have well, the, the the really cool one was the black one, the black action figure variant. I think that was a lot. Yeah, that was my choice for last week. And a look at all these um, two hundred issue of Venom covers. It's ridiculous. Lots of right, them. I'm, I'm still clicking on Star Wars. Oh, okay. Right there. All right. Yeah, it's a lot of freaking Venom. What's J. Scott Campbell doing? That's exactly the one I clicked on. But. Hmm. Don't like the. I don't think it's finished. You like those Varegi covers, don't you? I kind of do. I think they're interesting, but no, no one else seemed to have caught on. And and mm. now he's kind of got. It's not even as stylized as it used to be. That one's way different. And why are we looking at the back cover? The the ad on the back cover. Why do we? Why are we? Why do we care about that? Doesn't make any sense. Then we, as we finish with Marvel, we go down into. Um, AWA, our good friends over at Artists, Writers, and Artisans for Moss, number one, from J. Michael Straczynski. I'm sure it'll be that good. Could be an interesting, yeah. I'm sure it'll be good. They most all are, so. Uh, from Boom, we have a book called Basilisk, number one. It's a Colin Bunn book. Boom also has a pretty high hit rate with me. Mm-hmm. There's that Many Deaths of Layla Starr that I like so much. Had to pu- do a public apology to uh, Rompy. 
one of Drew's many public apologies. Uh, yeah, it seemed to be doing a lot of retractions. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just stop spouting off. Then what would we talk about, Drew? <laughs> uh, done it. From Action Lab, we have S Factor number one. And yeah, it's one of those social media influencer in yeah. type of comics that I don't, I don't want to hear about those people. But I was interested in Out of Body Number One from Peter Milligan and Aftershock. Okay, so that seemed like a pretty cool one. And then from Black Mass, we have Everfrost Number One. Looks pretty good too. Oh yeah, of course. The, all all Black Mass looks pretty good at. The, with their first issue. Mm-hmm. It's that second and third and pesky fourth that really gets you. Yeah, when you uh, hope they'll be there and they're not always around. Yeah. Zenoscopes gives us the Tales of Terror quarterly game night. Says, uh, this is an anthology. Supersized 72 pager. It's pretty good. And then if you uh, just want just want one of the something as children, you don't want to buy the bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the something in ch- the the Cowabunga exclusive is twenty bucks, and then the Shadow Man exclusive is fifteen. But then you can um, buy the Virgins and the uh, Gray Tones and the, the sketches for different various price points, and as well as bundling those together. Um, those are pretty sweet, man. Absolutely. Super tempting. Bundling the Something is Killing the Children gets you 10 bucks off. Bundling the Shadow Man gets you 15 bucks off. Yeah, it's almost like a free one. Did you talk about that uh, Whalesville from Bad Idea? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, it's And I, I only bring it up because it's your your boy, Mike Kent. And this is a uh, OGN, a single comic. What is it? 10 bucks, so I assume it's a, it's a one-shot from Bad Idea. Um, I, I believe in OGN. I have no idea what it is, what it's about. And there's even less information on Murder Hobo. From Scout. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you, previous. <laughs> okay. Very cool. <coughs> but some cool things. Some neat things in there to pique your interest. A couple things we, uh, I think I'll probably need to add. Probably going to try not to miss Nice House on the Lake, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. But you want to jump to our friends at cbsi.com, check out Comic Book Invest, and see their hot ten. Let's do that. All right, let's head over there and see what their top ten books are. At rank one, we talked about it a bit earlier, Black Widow, number six, the one in 25, Raza cover. Um, almost doubling from last week, this is now selling for 125 to 150 a big plus for this variant is that the A cover continues to sell well and in large quantities at 20 to $25. Talked a little bit about Green Lantern 59, casting of Guy Gardner for HBO's Green Lantern show has caused the price point to increase on this across the board. Uh, a 7.0 sold for $800, a 6.0 for 5, 75 and even a 3.0 sold for over $500. These are by far all-time highs in these grades. HBO doesn't do anything lame, so all I can do is just cross my fingers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Guy Gardner's a great character, man. Oh yeah. He's he's he's. It's, it was a good choice by them, so I, I think it's going to be awesome. So, should I be gathering up all my um, 
Justice League International with Guy Gardner on the covers. Yep, Pull all up. of them, and then as soon as the casting hits and yeah, all that fun those stuff, are gonna so. anything with Guy on the cover is gonna take off like for a little bit. It's gonna pop for a little bit. Yeah. At rank three, we have Star Wars number 23, the Jorge Molina 1 in 25 variant, written by our boy Jason Aaron, from what I can gather. And with a little help, misinformation is apparently out there that this is the first Bad Batch on the cover, but it isn't. But the price has already skyrocketed from 20 to 120. Clearly no Star Wars expert, but just be careful what you are spending your dollars on, people. So, people are searching for Bad Batch. Uh, the same bad bad. Did you watch it? I started it, but I haven't made it through. It's what seventy four minutes for that first issue or episode. And it's long and it's really good. I love those characters. Uh, they they were involved in season seven of uh, Clone Wars. I got gotcha. really cool. Gotcha. Um, and they've been my little Star Wars game I play on my phone. They've already introduced those characters into it, so I've been learning of them quite a bit from that. At rank four, Lady Killer number one. This one. Sh- this is one show that I will definitely want to see. 9.8s are at 350 and Rawls are over 125. After forever being rumored to be coming a show, it looks like it's finally having Haven't heard from Diablo Code in quite a while, though. Does she still have the chops to make this show what it should be? Yeah, let's hope so. She did Juno, right? Uh, yeah, and a bunch of stuff after that. But yeah, with diminishing returns, I think. I think Juno was the high watermark. Might, might have been. Yeah. And mine is a mine is I think mine is signed. Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I have more than one issue. One bummer. I think I just have the one. Eve number one, the Inkyuk Lee one in fifty variant. This one definitely is a head scratcher to me. But then again, almost everything nowadays is. Um, it's over one hundred twenty five dollars. At rank six, Secret Wars, Secret Love, number one. This is basically a non-seller. Now it is a $30 to $40 book. Throw a few eyes on something that isn't that easy to find, and this is what happens. Right on wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember this one. I don't either. Star Wars High Republic, number one, the Gabriel Del Auto variant, 85 to 100. This cover is so awesome, and I only one that thinks Del Auto should do at least one cover for every character out there. Anyway, super curious as to what happened to the price of this when the initial supply in the U.S. starts to sell out. At rank eight, we have Holy Brandon Lee. It's the Crow, number one. A 9.8 just sold for shy of 10000 Dollars. Props to John Z as he has been hailing this book for years. What is the ceiling on the crow? Number one <laughs> from Caliber Comics. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, at rank nine we have Wellsville continuing hey. the bad idea trend. All books are selling for much higher than their cover price right out of the gate. Will this trend continue on? Well, we can still we can FOC that right now if we want yeah, to. Yeah, I wonder if there'd be a subsequent print or how that works. Yeah, Those bad idea people uh, don't make things easy for us to figure it out. Yeah, and you can't trust them. Yep. And at rank ten we have New X Men number five. I'm assuming that someone mentioned that this is a buy because of the first appearance of Pixie. While else would this five to ten dollar book be going for twenty to twenty five? Anyways, start taking new X Men Academy. I, I, yeah, I don't remember this one either. Yep, crazy. At, 
honorable mention, we have Fathom, number 11, from 2006. The Michael Turner Wizard World Texas variant, limited to 1,000. Was not aware of this one, but has moved into my top five favorite Turner covers. It's for Michael Turner. Um, huh. Only one prior sale that could find for a Turner signed copy for around 75 This week, an unsigned copy sold for $200. Uh, there's currently nothing else listed for sale on it. I mean, there can't that be this many that many of these are out there. So, yeah. I don't really think he's that great, but people like him. <laughs> and we have Planet Comics number 51 in the old 10 Center. A 9.4 copy sells about every two years and is sold at the same exact amount since 2015, $2,400. A copy sold this week for 50% higher at $3,700. Love the random skull laying on the ground. And what is the smoke trail that is wrapped around our lady in red? So that's weird. So... A nine there's a, there's that many nine point fours that they sell every couple of years since twenty fifteen. I guess. And was this a nine point four that sold for thirty seven hundred? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, we, they always pull something really cool and interesting. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. All right, let's... All right, Drew, we've talked about the, the past. We've talked about the things that we may or may not have hit on, the things that we may or may not have missed and what's spiking. But, Drew, we are here to talk about the future. What can I walk into my comic shop next Tuesday, next Wednesday, and pick up because it is going to make some money straight off the bat. Let's head on over to our friends at Lunar for our DC titles. Um... Come out the eleventh. Let's see the the art germ cover for DC's Festival of Heroes is really nice. Mm. This Urban Legend series is cool. I love these covers. Yeah, it's Simone Bianchi is pretty cool. Yeah, I like the David Marquez as well. Very nice. I I really like the DC Festival of Heroes. Uh, the the art germ. Yeah, that's the one I like. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's been Putri doing a great job on the Future State Gotham or one cover. Covers for Joker, of course, are really awesome. Rorschach has a great Jim Chung cover. Wonder Woman, Josh Middleton cover is really nice. Man, some great, great stuff. And let's head on over to Previews World because that's all I can find in our good friends at DC. Look for May the 12th and see what we got there. I like the uh, Ice Cream Man cover. It's like a like a black and white flyer. Mm hmm. It's kind of interesting. That's for issue 24. I told you how much I love Carmen, right? Uh -uh. I do. I love Carmen a lot. The first two issues were fantastic. So this is yeah. issue three. 
That's how. We talked well about Home, the second printing of number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did talk about Carmen, Scouts of Girl. I did read the first issue of Silver Coin. So, I remember there was one, there was a show once that I was talking to you about, and you were like, it sounds like Twilight Zone, and I didn't like, I don't like Twilight Zone, so I'm not watching that. And Mm -hmm. Silver Coin's kind of like, felt like a Twilight Zone episode. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike Twilight Zone. I just, I don't like spooky. Or creepy. Yeah. Black Mirror type stuff. That was it. That was the sh- that was the show I was talking about. Yep. Uh, Time before time, uh, from Declan Shalvey. I'll L- give it a shot. Twenty one forty. Yeah, it looks good. Futuristic. Um, they'll smuggle you back in time for a better life. I like the concept. Um, where are we going, Kyle? What what era are we going to go to? You already asked this, and we ha- we answered this question about whether they go back to the eighties or. What we do? <coughs> Excuse me. And I think I'm still gonna. I think I'm gonna go back to the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Go to some rock shows, man. That's right. I want to see the when I go Senior to a concert for twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah, before. Well, Ticketmaster was still around, but but they didn't have a nineteen dollars service charge or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, it looks good to me. As we look down into Dark Horse, I see Resident Alien is finishing up with its sixth issue for rewrites here. House of Lost Horizons, we talked a little bit about. This is a mm. Mike Mignola book. Its first issue launches. And for uh, Black Hammer's fourth issue... This uh, we're giving uh, Mariko Tamaki a chance at the Black Hammer universe. So this has been fun to see different people take a crack at it. Nifty, nifty, nifty. I trust you for all my Dark Horse news because nothing there, unfortunately. To <laughs> I'll, then I'll give you uh, IDW. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. There's no need to do that. <laughs> no, after you. No, sir. Yeah. After you. Yeah, nothing in IDW. Canto's, of course, good, but it's too late. Black Cat, uh, down in Marvel. Great, great book. Love this book. And that's the uh, future Moon Knight writer doing that that book, so tune in while you can. There you go. Uh, what do you think of that Peach Momoko Fantastic Four? Not bad. I like that. Oh, yeah, the Wife of Doom. Yeah, it's pretty nice. That's awesome. And even the Scotty Young's pretty sweet. I like how everybody kind of takes a, a shot at a marriage cover. Yeah. Silk number three, continuing to do well. Are you still uh, enjoying Star Wars High Republic? Uh, I read three, and then I haven't read anything since then. Okay. Well, five comes out this week, so four is the only one you're behind on. Yep. 
and then I, I'm not. I think I'm one behind on uh, the IDW series as well. And then we were both pretty enamored with X Corp number one, the David Aha cover. Yes, love that Aha cover. We like that a lot. So good. So good. I'll give you all of the dynamite. <laughs> I am going to slide on down to Boom then and see if there's anything that tickles my fancy. And uh, A couple of things I'm just reading. Ro Proctor Valley Road I'm enjoying. Um, and that is my, I guess that's it from uh, from this week. Tom Taylor on Seven Secrets as its eight issue, eighth issue comes out. Yeah, yep. I'm so far behind on that one. I think I'm in first. So I need to, yeah, I need to catch up on that. Down from our smaller cut customers, golly man, God, publishers, publishers. Gee, my goodness, I'm stroking out. Uh, Black Cotton was the book I was trying to think of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> I kept saying Black Friday. It's Black Cotton. <laughs> so it's Junkie Cable number one from Behemoth Comics. That is a weird looking book. Yeah, like Behemoth. They seem to do some cool stuff. Yeah. Silver City, number one, from Aftershock. Olivia Quartero Briggs. Uh, Luca Murley on art. When a young roughneck lands in Silver City, the gritty purgatorial metropolis of the afterlife, she must adapt to her new existence while attempting to uncover how and why she died. And there's a uh, second issue for You Promised Me Darkness. First issue blew up, did really well. So keep an eye out for that second issue to do the same. And I think that's all I have from the back half. All right, Drew, this point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week, what's the one book to make sure you snag up and grab? Because it's going to have a little bit of value and you're going to be able to do all kinds of fun stuff. I'm going to go with uh, Time Before Time. Mm, very nice. Oh, is that yours? No. I really like that X-Corp cover, but I just don't know if anything fun will happen in that book. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing when I was mulling over my order on whether to... But it's kind of a down week, so why not? X-Corp it is. X-Corp number one, the David Aha cover. Uh, that's enough to get me in and reading it, so we shall see. Krakatoa is for closers. There you go. All right, well, thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself as all the books this week, all the heat for the last couple of weeks, and everything going on in the world of comics. We didn't talk anything about our Patreon this week, Drew, and all the cool things that you can get for signing up, all the different giveaways you can get in, all the slacks where we chit-chat about all these things at a time, and we get in there and suss about whether we should or shouldn't on certain purchases and, you know, Talk about the, the TV shows we are and aren't watching, all kinds of fun stuff. Be part of those conversations. Uh, go into Patreon and search for Comics Fun and Profit, and you can be part of all that fun stuff. So, for Drew and for myself, see ya.